What's up? I am back. It is I, your host here at Shooting the Schmidt, Jonathan Smith. Sorry for the absence. I basically, my truck broke down. Haven't had a ride to be able to get into the studio to record for y'all. So sorry about that. But I'm coming back with a banger. We have not one, but two guests coming on today. Zach Gray and Taylor Langston. I cannot wait to get into it. We're talking NBA playoffs and NFL draft. Should be a lot of fun. But before we get into it, double B, Bruce Buffer. Thank you, Bruce. Okay. Today's going to be a lot of fun. As I said in the intro, I got Zach Gray is back. Taylor Langston. Is this is this your first time on the pod since the the name switch to uh, to shooting the Schmidt? Uh this is the first time post COVID, I think. Definitely post, yeah. It's so been, yes, it's been a couple years. It has Don't been. Don't worry, he doesn't invite me back either. <laughs> okay, all right. I'm sorry. <laughs> all right, guys. Wow, that's that sets the tone right there. I, I already know how this is going to go. That's all right though. So NBA playoffs. I don't whatever series y'all want to start with, one that's still going on, one that's over with, I don't I don't really care. My my predictions to this point have been rough. So I don't think it really matters where we start for me. Let's go where Jay Smith was horribly wrong. <laughs> and you were one hundred percent right. I told you. You did. And I, you know, I've I've matured enough to to admit that. You know, if you're Boston, um, hang the banner, right? We swept the nets. Uh, Jason Tatum, in, in, incredible. If you had told me that he was just going to outplay Kevin Durant the way that he did, I, I wouldn't have believed you. I, yeah. Now, are, you, are you being condescending? Are you saying hang the banner in a condescending way? I am because they, they, they still have to beat Milwaukee. So, Okay. Well, here's the thing. Here's <laughs> the thing. All right. And I, I'm going to tell you you're wrong again. I just want to make sure everybody listening knows that you were – you picked them to win the title. I did. Um, but here's the thing. I knew that the Celtics were really good, and I knew that their defense was really good. Um, but I think I was texting you the other day. They have a chance to be one of the best defenses ever. They do. They look – they're just incredible. I the, – the wing defenders, right? Like, there's not – like maybe maybe the Suns with Bridges and Crowder. No, I'm not even gonna put them in in the same category. I had to bring up Crowder. Like their wing defenders are just by far the best of any team left in the playoffs. One hundred percent. What do you think, T Lang? Man, uh, yeah, I'm saying I was. Uh, I thought it'd definitely be more of a series. Um, I mean, you just. I, I mean, you're starting to realize how much like defense does matter in the playoffs um Facts. I mean, you, you don't like i don't like just the whole Kyrie, kd saying they don't need a coach like you kind of see how important that is as well um but i mean yeah it was uh that was impressive i was very surprised especially with no robert williams until what game four yeah game three that's is kd a fraud stop it don't do that don't do that is we Steve Nash a fraud? Conversation. Is Steve hold Nash on, a fraud? Hold on. Let's start we there. We have to have the conversation because uh, you want, you're going to like say, no, no, it's different. But if LeBron did this, 
Okay. I, I knew, I knew, I knew you were going to bring this up. Okay. To be fair, I think that we hold LeBron and Kevin Durant to different standards, right? Like, when we talk about LeBron, we talk about him as a, without a doubt, top two player of all time. Like, Kevin Durant, probably, what, fringe top ten player of all time? So I, I think that they're seen in different lights. I think that for most people, not for me, because, like, you're right. Like, I love Kevin Durant. That's my guy. But I think that in terms of, like, a basketball community, I think Kevin Durant's more seen as an elite scorer, whereas with LeBron, he's more of an elite all-around kind of guy, if that makes sense. For sure. But, but people were comparing Durant and LeBron. They people people I know people that whose basketball opinions I respect that say that Kevin Durant's better than LeBron. That's got to be put to bed forever. Oh yeah, who who had that take? That's not me. That is I mean, not me. You don't think you haven't seen you haven't seen people saying that like throughout the years that Durant's the best player in basketball. Like Stephen A. Smith, I'm not saying that I totally respect what he has to say all the time, <laughs> but I'm saying like. You know, for example, like guys like that were saying, you know, Kevin Durant has taken over LeBron James as being the best player in basketball. And it's like, well, do you think a, a 33-year-old LeBron or whatever KD is gets uh, gets swept in the first round? Oh, no way. I also think that, you know, LeBron, we're, we're going to talk, we're, we're going to get into the 76ers here a little bit on this, but I think LeBron has like brainwashed people as to what like when basketball players should start to look old. Like this is year fifteen for Kevin Durant, and he looked old. He just he didn't look he didn't look great. And we're seeing the same thing with James Harden. Uh, we're seeing we saw the same thing with Westbrook last year. I mean, I think LeBron has just completely Jimmy brainwashed us. Okay, he had he had forty five, <laughs> but okay, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, best player in the playoffs. The what? Number twenty six in the playoffs. Twenty six best. Yeah. Jimmy Butler. That's that's I'm Brandon Jose Ingram. Alvarado over Jimmy Butler. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Golly. But yeah, I but yeah, you you're right though. Like LeBron in year 15 does not get swept. No way. And you're right. Like we we can put the argument to bed that Kevin Durant is or was better than than, than LeBron James. That is a and, great point. That's a great point. Zach. I didn't think about that at all. The LeBron point. Like that is a we, he would be getting just bashed on everything right now, and KD definitely is. But like it would be ten times worse if it was LeBron, hundred percent. Yeah, you wouldn't you like. I feel like people are already forgetting about it. If this was LeBron, it would be on every TV show for the rest of like the playoffs. It would be like, how does this final, how does this first round sweep affect his legacy? Like, can you still compare him to Michael Jordan? Like all this, all this stuff like that. You'd hear it. Yeah, okay. for sure. Yeah, but without a doubt, I, I won't even won't even argue. But I do y'all think that they bring back Steve Nash to coach next year? Yeah. Ah, man, I hope they don't. I don't. I, I mean, I didn't think they would, but the, hearing like their post game and KD was like, yeah, how much Steve Nash had to go through, and like, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, do we do you blame Kyrie for all this? I'm going to blame Ben Simmons. <laughs> no, I I don't I don't know who to blame. Honestly, there there is no blame to place. Like the Boston just flat out beat them. Like in every in every facet of the game. Like Kevin Durant did not look like Kevin Durant. You know, like he, he you know game 3, I think he had 27, but he only made like four field goals. Every point he scored was at the free throw line. 
Boston just absolutely wiped the floor with them. So I'm not blaming anybody in Brooklyn. I'm just going to tip my cap to Boston and say, wow, because they were, they were incredible. They've looked, dare I say, that they're, they've looked better than any other team in the playoffs. Uh, who said that going into the playoffs? You I did. Believe, uh, you did. Someone on this podcast said that. You did. And someone on this podcast Ooh. also said that the Hawks would beat the Heat if they, if they made it out of the playing game. So do, we'll do we get there? We'll get there. <laughs> but just know that I said that tongue in cheek, not to go, not to go chalk. You know that you did. You're right. I know. <laughs> um, okay. One more thing about the nets. And I know we're not really talking about Boston, but what is there to talk about? They were clearly the better team and they like, but uh, Kyrie, man, do you give him a max after this? Oh man. I'll, I'll let you go first. T Lang. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, like, how do you – I think you got to see how – I mean, surely Ben Simmons is going to play next year, right? Like, I mean, I feel like if he does – I don't know. I mean, well, I mean, they got – obviously, they got swept. Like, I'm not trying to say they didn't, but, like, it was a – do you think Ben Simmons is like a – they lost every game by what, like, less than 10 points? I feel like – It was close, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I think it's – I don't know. I don't even know if you give – I mean, who are you going to get? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the thing, though. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, you, you don't you, – Kyrie's aren't just walking down the street. They're know? not. And I don't know, man. You're right. There are not very many Kyrie's walking down the street. There's one guy yeah, who's close. So, that's that's Kanye West. And Oh, he went there. <laughs> dude, I – yeah. So, <laughs> I, yeah, like, from, a, like, a pure basketball perspective, there's not there's not another Kyrie that's walking down the street. But at the same time – I don't know, man. You, I just, I, if Kyrie was like, even just like slightly reliable, then I'd be like, yeah, like sign him to the max. But he's just, I don't know, man. But at the same time, like if Kevin Durant wants him there, which he does, they're going to give him the max. And you have to do that to keep Kevin Durant happy. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, I saw something today in regards to this. I saw that the NBA teams are trying to put, um, you know, salary based on games played or something like a certain ma- amount of percentage based on games played. That'd be awesome. Uh, well, yeah, I would be, well, I don't know how it would work, but it, it, has there ever been a more unreliable player in the history of basketball than Kyrie post 2017? Um, yes, he actually plays for the Nets. His name's Ben Simmons. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good point. Like it's same team. That's crazy. That is crazy. And the fact that like, like, let's be honest. Like, if Ben Simmons played, if he had played all year, you know, or if he just played from the moment he got to Brooklyn, I think that this series is very different just because, you know, Ben Simmons definitely fills some of the holes that, that Brooklyn has. I think that they definitely win a game, you know, if Ben Simmons is Ben Simmons. Oh, yeah. And I just, I don't know what they're going to do, man, because what, Kevin Rant's going to be 35 next year? I mean, He's like that's... old, John. He is. And... You know, Kyrie's not reliable. Kyrie also isn't a number one. He's definitely a number two. And I'm, I just, I don't even want to talk about what Ben Simmons is going to do or what he needs to be offensively if Kevin Durant isn't, you know, the Kevin Durant that we've known. So now, T Lang, T Lang, did you hear the last pod that I was on with, <laughs> uh, on shooting the Schmidt? Did you hear, did you hear all of it or did you just catch a little bit? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I definitely heard it all. I heard okay. It all. So then you, then you heard, 
you heard Jonathan Smith, the king of takes, the shooting the Schmidt podcast, Bruce Buffer, great <laughs> music intro that you heard him say, Ben Simmons is going to be the reason the Nets win this series. Yep. Oh, and then he didn't he play. played a big old zero. DNP, DNP, DNP. Oh, yeah. Um. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to rub that in. No, you're no, you're fine. Before we move on. <laughs> no, you're you're fine. You're fine. Um, golly, yeah, not not my best moment. Let's let's move on. <laughs> um, so what about let's let's do the other series that's over. Let's go ahead and knock out this this Hawks and Heat series. Um, dude, Trey Young looked lost. Like it was. The worst that he's looked, and the Heat just defensively, like if I, there's there's a legit scenario where you know the Heat play Boston in the Eastern Conference Finals, and that series defensively is going to be so much fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, now you know this, T. Like you probably know this too, but I have severely underrated the Heat this entire season. I'm not sure why. I don't know if it was the fact that it seemed like they never had their full team uh, throughout the regular season or what, or if the fact that I haven't watched them enough, but I think I'm ready to jump on the heat bandwagon and say they're legitimate Eastern conference finals. Like they have a really good chance. I don't know about Boston if they keep playing that way, but I'm officially declaring it. I am rating Miami heat. They are no longer overrated really? or, or underrated. Sorry. I I'm, I'm still not all the way there. I'm just, I'm not, I I like the Heat. They play great defense, but I still think that their best players are a level below whether they see the Bucks, they're nowhere near the level. They're definitely nowhere near the level of Giannis. The way Jason Tatum's playing right now, like I love Jimmy Butler, but he's not touching Jason Tatum the way he's playing right now. And Jalen Brown played really well. I still don't think that they have enough, you know, top level players to beat either the Bucks or or Boston. I think I think Jimmy B is gonna have to like continue to average thirty a game, and like I just don't know if that's like I don't think that's. I mean, like I, the look he's, on he's Zach's definitely face. A top twenty-five <laughs> player. He's a he's a top twenty-five player in the league, but like he's probably the worst out of like the teams in the second round. He's like the worst number one, I'd say for sure. Like Jason Tatum's definitely like proven himself to be above Jimmy B. I'd say. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think they're deep, though. I mean, like, when was the last time a team? That's true. When was the last time a team that didn't have a top ten overall player won a championship? Like, I don't know. It's been. It, you just don't. I don't know. You don't see that. You don't. Well, that's the thing about the Heat, though, right? Like, that's that was my knock. It's like who's gonna like when you really need a bucket, who's gonna get it? And like, if Jimmy Butler's gonna play like this then he might be that guy that go gets it go, goes and gets that bucket i don't know that's only that's my only knock on the heat it just feels like they don't have that like like you were saying jay smith like that next level guy that can just you know finish a game or close a game like they like they mm-hmm. have to have everybody on for them to be able to close a game i feel like late in the playoffs they do or we forget they do have kyle lowry <laughs> <laughs> he's hurt he is. Well, well they, they didn't need him or Jimmy Butler to close out the Hawks. Right. Dude, yeah, they, that's who, crazy. Who who guarded Jimmy B this series? Like, was it mostly – I saw a lot of, like, Herdier or 
Number I, I can't Herter? however you say his name. Yeah. Was it Herder? I think it was Tim. I think it was I think it was a little bit of Herder and it was a little bit of DeAndre Hunter. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, yeah, yeah I was gonna say like he put that up on DeAndre, DeAndre Hunter. That's impressive, but like I don't know. I mean, Jimmy B scoring thirty a game on Herder, like, you know, that's kinda that's like T Lang can do that in his sleep. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan T Lang, I have a scenario for you from where the Hawks go from here. You ready for this? Okay. Obviously, they made the Eastern Conference Finals last year, and it was a little fluky. I think we can both we can all admit that it was a little fluky. For sure. I think they're talented for sure. My bold prediction for the Atlanta Hawks this offseason. They get Donovan Mitchell. I knew you were gonna say that. I'm here for it. I would love that. Can I can I pose a a borderline crazy question: Are we? You always do. Yeah. Are we convinced that uh, that Trey Young is is a number one? Bruh, I'm I'm serious. I, it's it's a legit question. I think it's fair. I you were just on fair. the you were just on the Trey Young bandwagon before the playoffs. I was, and like I I still love Trey Young, but I think that I don't know, man. I just seeing what Bam Adebayo and the double teams that the Heat sent his way did to him. It's just I don't know, man. I've I've lost some faith. As much as I love him, because he's definitely got that that chip whenever he plays, and I you know I, I love that. And I just I don't know, man. I've I've lost some confidence in Trey Young after watching what the Heat did to him. Who's the Who's the number one if you get Donovan Mitchell and Trey Young on the same team? Who's Who's the one? Donovan Mitchell. I think it's going to be Donovan Mitchell because he has to. I yes. think Trey Young can be this. I think Trey Young can like thrive in a role where, you know, he's getting open looks for guys. I think Donovan Mitchell has to be the primary scorer on a team for him to be the best he can be. Yeah, I, that's that's a good point. I also think that like for Trey Young to be the best he can be, like his best, like he he can score the basketball. Like there's a reason why he scored more points than anybody else in the league this year. But the best thing about Trey Young is the way that he sets up his teammates. His playmaking ability is the best thing about him. Whereas, like, watching him take 28-foot step backs with 20 seconds left on the shot clock, that is not efficient offense. How much of that is, who's, who's he going to go to? If, he, if he's not going to do it, who's going to supply that secondary, tertiary offense? I mean, look, just thinking back to their run, which, like we said, was fluky, John Collins was great. Then again, a lot of his scoring is him rolling to the basket and Trey Young finding him. Kevin Herter, I thought, played well last year. He wasn't great in this series. But, yeah, like, that's that's totally fair. Like, that's a very fair knock. But if you get Donovan Mitchell, then Donovan Mitchell becomes that guy. Yeah. But, yeah, that would be – that'd be fun. That Oh, dude, that'd be – dude, you got me excited for that now. That would be yeah, incredible. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. I, I, you, I'm on this. Donovan Mitchell will not play for the Jazz next year, and I think the Hawks are an intriguing spot for him to land. I would give up a lot of picks and maybe Herder. Or I would give up Herder, DeAndre Hunter, and picks for, for Mitchell. I don't know if that gets it done. Maybe you have to throw John Collins in there too. But what if what if the Nets trade? It. What if the Nets trade Kyrie for Donovan Mitchell? Straight up. <laughs> <laughs> That's worse than my uh, hypothetical trade I sent you via text. Russ, Russ for Kyrie, straight up. Straight up. <laughs> and then, yeah, oh, dude, that would be, oh, that'd be, that'd be wild. But yeah, so you, you were just, you were just talking about uh, Donovan Mitchell. So let's, 
Let's slide over and and talk about my my Mavericks. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Yeah. What do you mean here we Get go? Ready, T Lang. Okay, look. Okay, Luca looks great. Not great. He looks good. He looks good enough for them to win Game Six, which I I, I think they will tomorrow night. Um, but dude, like, I I'm so excited. Like, it's over. Oh, it is. Game Game Five was just an absolute beatdown defensively. It was so much fun. Dorian Finney Smith. Deserves his respect as one of the best wing defenders in the league. What he are we is, doing? What do you mean? What are we doing? Dorian Finney-Smith what has been. What are we been, doing, man? Dorian Finney-Smith has been nothing but incredible. He's tall. He's long. He's everything you want in a three and D guy. He's played great defense all year. You just called him one of the best wing defenders in basketball. I did. I, look, I'm. Do you, you, you want to take that back before? I do. I do. Come on, man. I'm. I'm writing <laughs> high right now. Okay. I'm That's what I'm high. saying, bro. Just cut that out, John. Yeah, we'll cut that part out. <laughs> we'll edit edit it. that in post. <laughs> but no, seriously, like I, I'm loving what I'm seeing from Dallas. The question is, look, if if Devin Booker doesn't play in the next round, I I do think that Dallas can beat Phoenix. Um, if they get, if we'll get there, but even if the, if they get there, Phoenix, if they get oh, there, Phoenix. Oh, you, is that a little a, a little tease? It we'll might be. There. It might be. We'll we'll get there. And if if they do see Phoenix, I I and they don't have Devin Booker. If Devin Booker isn't one hundred percent, I I like Dallas to potentially beat them. Um. Yeah, I I I just I'm I'm so proud of my Mavericks, man. I another take where I was wrong, where where Jonathan was wrong. Uh, Jason Kidd not being a good basketball coach. He's been yeah, great dude, this what year. What was for that them. about, dude? I remember. When Rick Carlisle threw the grenade that was the the Mavericks should hire Jason Kidd when I leave. When he threw that grenade, I was like, Oh, come on, Rick. Don't do us like that. <laughs> and then sure enough, man, we hire him. I'm in shambles because let's be honest, when uh when Jason Kidd was a head coach before, it was not it was not great. And he's come in, he's I think he's been good for Luca. He's done he's put more of an emphasis on defense. Josh Green's getting more minutes. He's a guy who needs to improve his shooting ability, but he's defended really well. He's been the guy that they've put on Clarkson, and I, I've been really impressed with what we do defensively. I still want to see if if they're able to bring Brunson back next year, which I hope they can. I think he's a really good complementary guard to uh, to uh, to Luca. I want to see what they do to just to get him more involved in the offense, besides him just taking Luca's role like once every three or four possessions. Um. So yeah, but outside of that, I've I've been really impressed with Dallas. I mean, does uh does Brunson going off for those two games like does that? I know John, you're going to hate to hear this, but like, does this kind of like make Luca like almost seem like overrated a little bit? Like system player. I mean, a little bit, like right? I mean, is this like is this could this be like an argument we got or? I'm I no <laughs> no I mean no way. Because like, here's I, what if, I'll say about. Or go ahead, Jonathan. Sorry. If if the system was like Brunson's, like consistent, like moving. If if it's like Brunson's off the ball, consistently moving without the basketball, and they're setting him screens, and he's coming off and he's catching and shooting, then like sure. But it's literally just giving Brunson or Luca the ball at the top of the key, and them going one on one and making plays for other people. That's why I would say no. Fair. Okay. I, I, yeah, I don't disagree with you. I'm just. I just kind of. Just seeing what you thought, you know. You, you've out. He's like that secondary back. He's like that uh, 
he's like that spell back in football. Like you have your main workhorse and then the guy that comes in behind him has some success because he's fresh. He might not be more talented, but he, he, you like know, he'll have some success, but I don't think he's like a, he, he's been on my nerves, man. The, during the middle of a playoff round talking about how he's not going to give the Mavericks like a discount on something that's happened in the off season when yeah, you're in the middle of a they, playoff run. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that. I think it was his dad who said that, but either way, like that's, that's still annoying. I man, I hope they can bring him back. If not, maybe they do a sign and trade for Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> yeah, let's let's actually let's scrap the rest of the pod and then just go through every team and how they can acquire Donovan Mitchell. We could do that. <laughs> is is Mitchell out game six or are I, they ruled? I him think out he's yet? supposed to play. Okay, but if not, is, is he pulling a, a Ben Simmons? <laughs> I just don't. Yeah. I just don't want to play here anymore. I'm sick and tired of playing with Rudy Gobert, the second best player on my team who has the offensive game of a giraffe. Hey, Gobert deserved that contract. Don't forget. Yeah, he knew that was coming. Here we go. <laughs> oh, man. I yeah. still stand by that, by the way. I mean, look, if we, we can go, we, we can do the Gobert thing if y'all want. I, I mean, I don't really care. Too. He's unplayable. Think, he's, he's, not, he's not good in the playoffs. He's not. He's, he's unplayable. And have y'all seen what the Raptors are doing to, to Joel Embiid? I don't know how much of that series you guys have watched. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're they're doubling him on the catch these last two games, and they've gone small, and they're putting a guy in the corner, kind of like what teams do to Rudy Gobert. Now, obviously, like, you have to play <laughs> Joel Embiid because he's Joel Embiid, and he's the second-best center in the NBA. But it's just it's funny just to kind of see how they're copying and pasting the uh, the Rudy Gobert offense against Joel Embiid. Yeah, are we are we gonna are we transitioning to this series now? Oh yeah, I got let's, some spicy takes. Oh, let's let's get it. I'm I'm here for the spiciness. Spicy takes for spicy P. I think Pascal Siakam is the most underrated player in the NBA. More under, it's not even close. More underrated than than Brandon Ingram. Yes. Pascal Siakam is legit. I think he's legitimately have has the case for being a top ten player in the league. Top ten. I mean, yeah, top 10, that is spicy. That is spicy. Top, okay, top ten's top fifteen. I'll I'll take it back. Top you, fifteen because okay. here's the thing. You think he's better than Jimmy Butler? One hundred percent. Yeah, I'm with you on that. That's fair. <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing about Pascal. He's like he he does everything that. You like he's like does what Giannis does. He's just not as uh, efficient, and he's he's not as dominant. But he does the same things that Giannis does. He shoots the ball better, though. He shoots the ball right. way better. He's a, a just, he's, not, he's a wing defender like Dorian Finney-Smith, like locked down <laughs> top five. <laughs> yeah, Don, Dorian Finney-Smith is a top fifteen player. He really is. Like when when you look at the numbers. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't. Well, I, but, I, don't I don't mind that take. I, seriously, are you guys I, concerned about Embiid's injury? Yes, because mm-hmm. James Harden looks like a forty-year-old man on the basketball court, and Tyrese Maxey is going to be really good, but he's not quite to that level yet where I trust him to carry my offense. And how fitting would it be for a James Harden team coached by Doc Rivers <laughs> to be the first team ever to blow a three-zero lead? It it could seriously happen. It really could. I'm with you. Yeah. Do I think it will? No, but I think it's it's definitely up in the air right now. 
I need I I just I dude I I think it's gonna happen. You're calling your shot. I'm gonna call it. Okay, I just the Raptors have figured something out these last two games. Okay, and Bede is only he scored twenty points in Game Four, only scored twenty one in Game Five. They're bringing the help early. James Harden looks terrible. Okay, he's just he does, and that's not good. Anyway, um, he I mean like it's just it, they don't look good, and defensively they're they're struggling because they're keeping Joel Embiid on the floor. Raptors are getting a lot of open looks. How crazy would it be? If the Raptors beat the 76ers with no Fred Van Fleet. What Nuts. a statement. Who who would have said that three years ago? <laughs> I mean, I it, I'm I, I think it's gonna happen. Nick Nurse is incredible. He is. Yeah. He's the, he's the he's the best coach in the about, NBA. The things you're talking about are are spot on. You know, he's got. I feel like he just has a plan. Like I don't. I would like to see. I would like to see him with you know a better overall roster. But I think you know Scotty Barnes developing, Pascal being Pascal, um, Fred Van Fleet is you know that reliable reliable guard that can go get you a bucket. The new Kyle Lowry. But I feel like, yeah. But I feel like you know Nick Nurse didn't get the. He coached Kawhi one year, right? Yes, and they and they won a championship. And they won. That's my point. Like you give that guy a superstar, and I feel like he rattles them off. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's but the problem is he's coaching in Toronto, where it's hard to keep superstars. Yeah, but you're right. He's he's the best coach in in the NBA, uh, as far as I'm concerned. Um, with, with Jason Kidd right behind him. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's a joke. That's, I actually think Sam Pittman is the best. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right, Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr, not the best coach in the league. I mean, oh man. He, we we could do a whole other pod on on what I think of Steve Kerr. I I think he's a good coach. I think he gets too much credit, but that's neither here nor there. Okay. Well, since since we're talking about Kerr, do we want to move to the Warriors and the Nuggets series? This should be pretty short lived. Yeah. Okay. R.I.P. Yeah, Jokic, man, I I feel so bad for him, just because like he's been incredible. And then, what'd you say? You you glitched out. I didn't hear what you said. I didn't say anything. I just gave you the craziest look in the world. I can't. I can't you feel cannot, bad. You're not. You're not allowed to feel bad for a back to back MVP. He's supposed to rise above that. I'm not allowed to feel bad for the guy who's missing the second and third best players on his team, and Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray. I can't feel, feel bad, bad for, for that guy. Did you feel bad for LeBron? Well, I when like he, I like he Jokic. Lost Kyrie and Love. <laughs> well, yeah, I did, did because you feel bad for him then. I did. Oh bull crap, Jonathan! <laughs> Whatever you were bro. telling him. Come on, man! You are not allowed to feel bad for a two-time MVP who everyone is claiming is the best player in the league. Who's who? Oh. Everyone's saying, you know, he deserves he deserves this MVP and like he's one of the best centers ever. Now you're not allowed to feel bad for him getting swept in the first round. He's not going to get it. swept. They they won one. They won game four. Well, okay, yeah, whatever. They're yeah. they're they're going to get beaten five. He did better than Kevin Durant. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I. So you're not allowed. I won't allow it. It's, I'm hijacking the podcast. It is. <laughs> you are not allowed. Okay. All right. Whatever. But yeah. I, but, but at the same time, why do you time, feel bad for him? 
because Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray aren't playing. And if those guys are playing, it's definitely a way better series than what it is. I, I still think the Warriors beat him, probably in six. But at the same time, like, he's having to re- rely on Will Barton to be the second-best scorer on his team. That is rough. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> but, dude, Jordan Poole. He's just, he's incredible. I'm, I'm making a list right now. I'm, I'm going to do a podcast at some point where I write apology letters to all the players that I left off my top 25 list. Jordan Poole, Brandon Ingram. I'm so, bam, bam out of bio. I'm sorry, guys. That's on me. At least you get Khalil Garland in the top 25. That's right. <laughs> okay. Golly. Man. I but. mean... Jordan Poole, you sound like Colin Coward right now with the Jordan <laughs> Oh, my gosh. He's awesome. He's been incredible. Yes, he is. Now, the whole— He is a little mini splash, bro. He is. And first of all, it's very fitting that his last name's Poole. I just—I think that's that's so perfect. But on top of that, the whole, like, he's, he's another Steph. I've heard people say that. I want to smack those people because he's—like, does he play a similar style? Sure, but— the way that he's shooting the ball is nowhere near, like, peak Steph level. Like, I think he's, he's like, 35% off the dribble, whereas, like, when Steph was, you know, peak Steph, he was, like, 42% or something crazy like that. And so the whole he's another Steph is, that's, that's a bit much for me. Yeah, we should probably let the playoffs play run its course a little bit before we start, you know, claiming all this stuff. He's doing well, and he's, he's playing well, and he's a good player. Like, he's developed really nicely, but... Let's uh let's pump the brakes. I mean, we saw Terrence Mann go off for like 35 in a playoff game. We're not calling him the next, you know, Giannis. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm 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 totally with you on that. Um, you guys got anything else on that series? Or I think we all kind of know it's over. Clay looks back. Clay looks so good. He looks he looks really good. I mean, there's really no other way to put it. Um, that was my one. That was one of my things where I was not sure about the Warriors, and I think we said it on the last time I was on was like, you know, they're scary if if Clay even gets to you know eighty five percent of him his old self, and it looks like he is you know fitting in well. He's finding his rhythm, and he's learning how to play with pool. Um, yeah, I think that's a big yeah. deal. That is a big deal, and they're they're fun. They're definitely fun to watch. Who uh, do y'all think they have a chance to, especially with the Booker injury? Y'all think they have a chance to come out of the West? Yes, one hundred percent. Honestly, like if I had to put money on who is coming out of the West today, I think I'd take the Warriors over the Mavs. I would too. It's over the Mavs. (laughs) Yeah, how are the the Warriors going to be able to defend Dorian Finney-Smith for? Seven games or however. Okay, can the I goes. can I do my uh, the Warriors don't have anybody who can defend Luca argument real quick because they don't. I don't. I they don't. You're right. I mean that would be fun just to watch. Finney Smith's probably locking up all three of the Splash Bros too. Same time, probably yeah, constantly switching onto whoever has the ball. I mean, hey man, like a madman for sure. He's arguably the best undrafted player ever at this point. <laughs> oh, side note, side note. How does it feel to be the third worst or the worst basketball player on the pod today? Oh, wow. Wow. He's like that anytime. That's so tough. <laughs> okay. Man, that's that's brutal. Golly. I'm not saying I'm the best because I'm not, but I'm definitely not the worst. 
That's brutal, man. I wasn't expecting that today. Golly. Clip that. That's the that's the teaser for the pod right there. That's tough. <laughs> that is the teaser. That is the teaser. Yeah. I had to drop a bomb. <laughs> we gotta take you a break. Do you play pickup in, in Indiana, John? Yes, dude. I, I play I play every Saturday morning. Um I play against some guys that are from like inner shit inner city Chicago. Okay. And they're just like so you- Way Fire better than I stops am. and fake passes. <laughs> you know, honestly, you're like I'm little PD off Hoosiers. I'm little you're like little uh little uh, PD off Hoosiers. I'm but... like I'm like Jalen Brunson. You know, I'm I'm like the oh, geez, the, the, the second option. You know, <laughs> that's, that's where I'm at right now. <laughs> yeah, but dude, yeah, it's it's so weird, like being a like being done playing sports because I find myself like I'm I'm going to play golf tomorrow all by myself just because like. I need to do something competitive, and I've realized that part of my love for baseball was constantly pursuing, like, a perfect swing, and I've, like, kind of found that in golf. So, yeah, it's just— You found the perfect swing? Like, like the chase of having a perfect swing. Okay. There you go. There we go. Yeah. So, <laughs> the Zoom is about to run out of time. So, we got, like, 40 seconds, so we're going to take a break, and then we'll be back. Uh, we can start with the, uh, the Bucks when we get back. And we're back. Hold up. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. I didn't see ZG there for a sec. I was like, where'd he go? All right, cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we're we're gonna talk with we're gonna talk about the Bucks and Bulls, which I don't think will take very long. Um, this is this is another series that just was wrong on, you know. Uh Middleton went down, and I was like, you know what? I've got some vibes here that maybe, you know, the Bulls can pull this off. And then Giannis was like, no, that's that's not gonna happen. And uh, yeah, I'm. They, I believe that they play game five tonight as well, and I'm assuming it's going to be wraps. Yeah, it. I, uh, the thing is about the Bulls, man. I just would like to see what they look like, you know, with everyone. Um, I don't know if it makes a difference, but I'd like to see Lonzo out there. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, I don't know if it, it probably. You know, they might win an extra game. They might. I don't know if they win, if they win the series, but you never know. Lonzo like took a step this year before he, he got injured. Yeah, he, you know, having the best ball brother in the NBA on your team definitely helps. That's that's a joke. That's a joke. That'll be the pod. That'll yeah, be the pod, that'll, that'll be the pod. <laughs> Levine and uh, Caruso are out tonight, right? I I don't even know. Like at this point, I've just completely checked out of that series. Like in my mind, like the series is already over. The Bucks one and five. So I don't even know who's playing tonight. Yeah, that's where I'm at, too. I can look, though, real quick. I mean, it, it wouldn't surprise me. The Bucks are already up 14-7. to 7. That game already tipped. Yeah, um, it's, it's over. Yeah, there's there's no Levine. Um, yeah. Tough. But, yeah, I mean, look, the Bulls, you know, there's, <laughs> there's always next year, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I think they uh, – I think they reached their their height of what they can be this year. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's let's talk about a series that's actually, you know, entertaining. Uh, the Grizzlies up three to two on the Timberwolves. I don't know if y'all saw that game last night, but it was incredible. Did Ja have a dunk or something last night? He might have. Dude, T Lang, you're not on Twitter, so you you missed it, man. Twitter erupted. Absolutely. I, I believe it. I mean, that was that was insane. Like that was uh, that's up there. Oh, 
If if he if he had spread his legs, it, it would have been the Vince Carter. Seriously, all he had to do was widen the legs, and he he he'd have cleared him. That's all he most had to do, improved man. player in the league by far. Just oh, so yeah. from rookie of the year to most improved. Uh, that's sarcastic. I hate that he got that award, but it, it should it have been Jordan Poole. Like in, in all no, seriousness, it shouldn't have. It should have been Dejounte Murray. Yeah, okay. I just. My my thing with Poole is like Poole played it like half of his games in the G League last year. Yeah, I guess you're right. That's a really good point. Yeah, I mean, I but look, it doesn't matter. John Morant, he's he's incredible. He hit the, he hit the game winner. The finish was with the left hand was ridiculous. I mean, he's just he's just on a whole nother level, man. And Anthony Edwards settling for a three late in that game really That's got on guy. my nerves. I was ready. I was ready to come on here. Be like Anthony Edwards delivered the Timberwolves, but he just he he settled for three a little bit too much for me last night. I, I'd like to see him get downhill a little bit more. Carl uh, Anthony Towns played well; he played really Finally. well. Yeah, I know it's, but I mean, but for me, the guy who stuck out last night, Brandon Clark for the Grizzlies, has been huge in this series. Okay, he had he had twenty one and fifteen last night. He had 15, 5, and 4 in game four, in game four. Uh game three, he had 20 and 8. I mean, he's just he's been great for the for the Grizzlies off the bench, especially since you know Steven Adams is is unplayable in this series. And uh basically Memphis is like Arkansas's basketball team, right? Like they're basically from Arkansas, <laughs> right? Can we claim the Grizzlies? I mean, we, we might as well. I mean, John ja, Rance from South Carolina, which is in the Southeastern Conference, so he's basically from Arkansas. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, figures, that figures. You guys will do anything, won't you? You guys will just say anything. <laughs> he probably wasn't good enough to play in the SEC, honestly. He probably like, wasn't. But Jeez, man. Pro- probably could have played in the Big Ten, though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yep, definitely would have would have been a star in the Big Ten, not in the SEC. You're right. I mean, like, I just, I'm just, you know, we're, we're just calling it how we see it, man. He probably could have football in the Big Ten. 100%. He would have been a star in football. Oh he could have gone to Illinois. He, he could have gone to Illinois and played running back for Brett Bielema this year. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Vanderbilt's pretty good, though. You're right. Van, oh, yeah, Vanderbilt. Did, did y'all see that, that they tied in their spring game? Yeah, they're allergic to winning. Oh man! Which is <laughs> are the are uh, are are the referees playing too big a role in the series? You talking about the? I uh, I don't know, man. I the, I the feel like they're actually swaying games. Yeah, like not 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 like I don't I don't think they're the reason why a team has lost yet, but they're swaying runs and momentum. Quite a bit. That's definitely the worst officiated series of the of the playoffs right now. Yeah, I I would agree with that. But at the end of the day, like for me, I I think it's pretty clear over the five games we've seen that the Grizzlies are the better team. And as look as as long as the Grizzlies win, which I I think they should, I, I think they'll actually wrap it up in in Minnesota. I, I like them to win Game Six. Um, I just I don't know, man. I. You know me, like I just I hate putting anything on on the referees, but you're right. Like this has definitely been the worst officiated Unless Arkansas series. plays Duke. I know. And then it's on the I was not. Fault. That was not me. That was a lot of Arkansas fans, but it was not me. I do I do love what the Wolves are doing. That like I, I like. Uh, I mean, 
I like where they're at right now. I mean, I, I think they lose the series, obviously, but like, I like where they're at as an organization going forward. And and Cat, like, I don't know. I think future's bright. Yeah, very bright, very bright. And like, they're actually winning. I mean, you get a leader in there like PBEV, like a former Hog. Like, that's really what you need. Oh, it just doesn't stop, does it? <laughs> and then, well, I. In, in all seriousness, I think that for the Timberwolves to really take the next step and to, like, host a first-round series, Anthony Edwards is going to have to be the best player on that team. I don't think he is quite yet. Um, but he's just he, – he definitely could – should end up being the best player on that team if he keeps improving the way he has been. I just don't trust Carl uh, Anthony Towns. Way too many dumb fouls, some dumb shots. Um, but then again, I guess when you're when you're the best shooting big man ever – you just you get to take dumb shots. That's that's sarcasm. I can't. The fact that he said that still upsets me. But you know it's fine. He's a three on a winning t- on a championship team. Let's just call it how it is. Yeah, he's the th- he should be he he would be the third option on a championship team. Yeah, I I, I think you're right. And so yeah, so for the Grizzlies to kind of take the next step, Anthony Edwards is going to have to not only improve. You know, I I texted Zach this last night, but he's got some terrible misses. Like oh, he'll yeah. he'll hit like three in a row, and then he'll come down and he'll airball, and it just like makes no sense to me. And so he needs to improve his shooting. His playmaking has got a long way to go as well. Um, but I I do like I'm I'm with you, Tling. I I like where they're at. They should on, they should only get better. You would think. Yeah. But but that you know the same thing we were talking about, you know earlier. It's like okay, how much better can they get? And like. What's their what's their ceiling? I mean, I this the way the Wolves are trending right now, even at their very best, they're not a championship team. Yeah, for sure. What they should do is they should package Carl Anthony Towns and some picks and go get Donovan, Donovan Mitchell. Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. I, mean, I don't know. I mean, like if you have Ant, like if he takes a jump, like was it his second year in the league? I mean, Ja took a big leap this year. Um I don't know. I mean, say he takes the jump like Ja did in between year two and three. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think he's – I think it's going to solely depend on him, honestly. But um, you get the right guys around him. I feel like – I don't know. I feel like they have a high – like, I mean, it's going to mainly depend on him, like I said. But um, I don't know. That's yeah. the thing, right? You got to – like, it, it literally it literally falls on if he develops into a superstar. Yeah. If he doesn't develop into a superstar and, he, you know, he's inconsistent and he's got a little, you know, he's not bringing it every night like a superstar does, then they're screwed. But you're right, though. If he ends up popping and he has a, you know, breakout season like Ja did, like you were saying, like, then you can start to look at them in a different light. But do we really think he's going to do that? I mean, I know he's a great player. He's super athletic. He's got skills. But do we, like... Do we think he has that in him to be the main guy on a team that's f- fighting for a championship? Does he have that in him? I don't know, and it it, it remains to be seen. I I'm not concerned about his scoring because he's he's only going to get better there just because of how athletic he is. His jump shot's going to continue to improve. He can get to the rim, maybe not whenever he wants, but it certainly feels like it. The question is like how I I need his basketball sense to improve. That's like I, that's kind of where I was going with it. Like. You know, does he have that that side? Which every superstar that wins has that side. They do, and he he has to get there. He just and just it's it's not, it's I don't even know. Like, because even when he was at Georgia, like he 
didn't really play point guard. Like, he brought the ball up, but it was a lot of, like, just go score because you're the best player on the floor. And, you know, at this point with the Timberwolves, like, there's just there's a lack of his ability to make others around him better. And, like, there are young guys who are still getting better at that. Like, I think that's part of the reason why Jason Tatum has really made a jump. His playmaking has gotten better this year. John Morant continues to do that. And so that, that that's the question for me. It isn't, is he going to be able to continue to get buckets? It's, is he going to be able to help his teammates get more buckets? Very true. No, so, I, I definitely agree. Yeah. So do you have anything else on that series, or do we want to move to uh, the Suns and the Pelicans? Fun series, but yeah. Um, that's all I got. Super fun series. It's so it's been the most entertaining series for me. So, all right, Pelicans. They can still win the series. Um, I don't think they will. <laughs> I mean, especially after last night, Chris Paul looked really good last night. And I will say, I do love this Pelicans team. They've got that like chip on their soldier. I love. Herb Jones not letting Chris Paul help him up. I love Jose Alvarado getting in Chris Paul's grill. I love all of it. And, you know, I the, the one thing that I hate about the Pelicans is that they've got these really young players, and, you know, the media isn't talking about that. They're asking the, the what if Zion was playing question, which is just annoying because it's like he's, he's not playing. It's like let's focus on Herb Jones, who has been, you know, a great addition. Alvarado's been great. C.J. McCollum has come in and made a real impact. Brandon Ingram's a bucket. I mean, yes. and so, yeah, I, I've been really impressed with them. And, like, they've you talk about teams with, with a bright future, the Pelicans, for sure. Yeah, I teased that I would I was going to say not so fast on the series, but I, I really don't think they're going to win the series. I think the Suns win, but it was still cool. For, I mean, people were probably still listening to hear what I had to say, so. Yeah. <laughs> And and they just turned it off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How awesome would it be if Zion? I mean, I know they said he's not going to. What if they win the series? Zion comes back, round two. Dude, I mean, what what I think would be more entertaining is forget this. I I think Zion could legitimately be the number one overall pick in tomorrow's NFL draft if he wanted to play defensive tackle. <laughs> <laughs> A guy's pushing three thirty. Golly. You guys think that you guys think that uh, you know the Pelicans could think about sending you know Zion over to the Jazz for Donovan, <laughs> Donovan Mitchell? Mitchell. <laughs> How would that work with him and McCollum? What if? No, 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 no. I it got worked it perfectly. By the way, I got it. McCollum's used to playing with a guy like that. What if? What if the Pelicans sent Zion to Portland for Damian Lillard? He has been in Portland a lot, right? Like, I mean, it, wasn't that where he was, like, back in December, like, when he wasn't around the team? Like, wasn't he in Portland or something? I don't know. But Conspiracy. I would, I, wouldn't it be awesome, though, Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum playing together again in New Orleans? Would you do that trade if you're the Pelicans? I, I, I like, know the Blazers would do it. Oh, I honestly Blazers. think they would. I mean, if I'm the Pelicans, I think I would. I mean, it's Damian Lillard. He's a top 15 player in the NBA. I don't know if he's better than Pascal Siakam or not, but I mean, he's <laughs> definitely not better than, than Dorian Finney Smith. Definitely yeah. not. And he, I just, I don't know, man. I, I would be very, I, I think it'd be interesting because dude, Brandon Ingram, Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum. That is, that's three bucket getters. Yeah. 
I, I, it'd be a lot of fun. There's there's no doubt about that. I like Jackson Hayes too. I like what he brings off the bench. He's he's a good he's a good rim runner. Cincinnati guy. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. Where okay. did he go? Where did he go south to play ball? Where did he go to? He went to college? Texas. Oh, okay. okay. So future SEC team. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. No, but here, I think the the Suns are going to win. But there there are some question marks right now. Um, and you're starting to see how impactful Devin Booker is to that team. I know you, we all knew that, but yeah. sometimes it takes that guy sitting out in high pressure situations to see the full picture of his value. For sure. Yeah. Without a doubt, you know, um, you know, you never really miss somebody and, uh, until they're gone. Um, and I, like you said, I, I think we're seeing that with the Suns right now. <laughs> What's so funny, you, T-Lang? You're over there smiling. Are you getting in your feels a little bit there? You know, man. Um, yeah, you're just going to start saying, it's been a long day. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I, um, never mind. Let's, let's, about, I'm not going into this on the pod. Okay. Do you, do you give DeAndre Aiden the extension or the, the contract this summer? I mean. Oh, that's a good question. I, I mean. Like you have to, but they, they might not. They, like, they should have already. Their owner is all about not spending money. So I wouldn't put it past them to not do it. At the same time. I don't know. Really I I would, I I I would I would extend him. Sign I think. and trade. Sign and trade for Donovan Mitchell. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> and and Rudy Gobert because they're gonna need a center too. Oh yeah. And hundred percent. And from what I've heard, Donovan Mitchell loves playing with Rudy Gobert. That's true. Get him back. <laughs> yeah. Just a yep. change of scenery. That's all they need. We're, let's take him from one dry western place and move them to another <laughs> dry western place and see if they get any better. Except this time, their head coach won't look like he's on the run from the mafia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, I think the Suns are, are I think the Suns just I would be concerned if I was a Suns fan. I don't know if I would be panicking because I still think they're one of the, they're probably the best team in the league healthy. Yeah, but that's the thing; they're not healthy right now. Um, so you have some questions, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't panic yet. So, okay, how, how long has it been since Booker got hurt? I know they said he'd be out for for two to three weeks. It's, it's, it's like a week. It's been a week almost. So yeah. let's say, let's say he misses the first two games of the next series, and they're playing the Mavericks. Do you think Dallas could could win that series if Devin Booker if Booker doesn't play for two games? For sure. Do I, I do I do I see a, do I see the more likely scenario uh, if Booker doesn't play the first two games them being tied one to one? Yeah, I yeah, think, and then it would be it would be on from there. Yeah, and yeah, I do, man. Got my hopes up, ZG. <laughs> <laughs> Luca, I mean, I, I could see it all. I mean, I don't I don't think the Suns have looked that. I mean, they look good, but I've not been like as impressed even when they had Booker like. I still wasn't as impressed with him as what I was expecting this playoffs, but yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, even even the game that the game Booker got hurt, the Pelicans won that game. You know, Devin Booker put up thirty one in the first half. The Pelicans were only down by like five at halftime. And but at the same time, I think that the Pelicans are just a tough matchup, really, for anybody because they've got so many guys who can score. They've been getting better throughout the entire. They've gotten significantly. Like they started out horrible, and since then they've just kept getting better. Yeah, they have, and they've got you they're know not multiple, some rollover team. They're not. You you, they're not just a team you can roll over. Mm-hmm. They're they're good. I like I said earlier, like the Pelicans have a very bright future. 
but yeah, I'm I'm with you. I I, I like the Suns to win the, to win this series. I I think that I don't know. I I want them to play Golden State because I just think that series would be so much fun. Also, if Devin Booker does come back after two games, like he's not going to score on Dorian Finney Smith. Like it, he's not. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter. I forgot we have Dorian the stopper Finney Smith, and I, I think it's it's no coincidence. <laughs> That's that he and I have basically the same last name. Um, no, just because like Jonathan, Jonathan Finney Smith, Jonathan Finney Smith. That's right. <laughs> and let's just be honest. Like we're both knockdown shooters. I don't think you can really argue against that. Um, I can, I'm arguing. <laughs> okay. I'm a bucket ZG. You haven't seen me hoop in a while. Uh, you've probably got so much better. Honestly, ZG, I think if we played one-on-one right now, I think I would skunk you. Straight up. That's crazy. I don't Dunk. think it'd be close. And I, I think I, I'd finish it with a John Morant-like dunk at the end. <laughs> That's how I know you're talking crazy. <laughs> I got right. bunnies, bro. Brian Harrelson. <laughs> Brian Harrelson. Golly. That's, that's a name I haven't heard in a while. So who we take? Who do you guys have a prediction like East West? Uh, I think I think Boston is going to play Golden State, and I think Golden State will, will beat them in six. I think. I think I probably. It all depends, man. Because I think if the Suns are healthy, they win the West. But so I'll put a caveat on it. If Devin Booker comes back and is able to play, I think it's Celtics Suns. If he if he doesn't. And they end up getting beat, then it'll be by the. I think it'll be war, the Warriors. CT Lang, this guy's Zach, man. He's he's a true pro, hedging his bets. Absolutely, th- 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 throwing the big butt word in there. Absolutely. Do you do you think that Devin Booker's going to be healthy? Because like, I I'll be honest, like I I don't think he is. I think even when he comes back, he's going to be a little gimpy. And Gimpies I think are weird. They are weird, and that's I think that's part of that's part of the reason why why I'm taking the Warriors. I just I don't trust that Booker's going to be De- Devin Booker when he comes back. Fair, fair. What, what, do, what do you think, T-Lang? You're the one who asked the question. <laughs> man, I, I, I think, I mean, I want to say the Warriors, but I don't know, man. I think the Celtics are pretty good. I really do. I don't, I, I'm probably going to take, since you guys took the Warriors and the Suns, I'll take the Celtics. That's who I'll take. I'm here for it. We don't go chalk. No chalk allowed. Yeah, that's why I was forced to take the Hawks. That's why I was forced to take the Nets, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That was, are we good on the NBA? I, I think so. I was about to sit, I was about to, to try and segue it, but this this works too. I was about to say, speaking of chalk, who's who's the chalk pick for the number one overall pick tomorrow night? I don't think there is one. Uh uh he played Ohio played at receiver Ohio State. Oh my gosh. Uh, Garrett Wilson was not uh, I'd take Garrett Wilson one, Olave two. See, Traylon Burks three? Traylon Burks undrafted. Okay. All right, man. Really? Like, what's – whenever I watched Ohio State, I thought Olave was better, honestly. I mean, he may not have been this bad. I may just caught, like, Wilson on a bad game. But, like, what do you – give us your – what's your take on that? Like, who's Okay, better? so Ohio State – the Ohio State receivers, this is perfect for me. I'm, I'll, I'll school you guys in Ohio State receivers. Sounds good. Um, so here's the thing. The best receiver on that team last year was Jackson Smith and Jigba for Ohio state. But 
you know, Olave, Olave is like one of those guys where he's so smooth. He's a technician. He's a route runner. He's obviously fast, but he's got, he's got a lot of skill, you know, with the route tree. He, he can run every route. He can, you know, he's got, you know, great catch radius, all that stuff that you would look for in a receiver. And he's going to hit. There's no way that a guy like Chris Olave misses. But Garrett Wilson, he's a star. He is like Debo Samuel, you know, those type of cats, like where you get the ball in his hands, then he could go for a home run any play. He's just going to be a playmaker. I think Olave's more skilled, you know, with the, you know, receiver jargon and football jargon, like, you know, the, the fancy words you'll hear. But Garrett Wilson's just going to go make a play. Yeah, I've I've got my my trusted ringer big board and his his shades of is Odo Beckham Jr. on Red Bull. <laughs> which Gary I love. Wilson? Yes. Yeah, which for is, sure. That's which what is I'm fair. saying. Yeah, he's look, I've I, I saw I saw Ohio State play enough that like Garrett Wilson's just he's ridiculous. So is Olave. Um they're like you said, they're they're different receivers. Chris Olave, definitely more of a, a possession guy, can can run the route tree. Well, Garrett Wilson's just—he's fast, man. Like it's, and we're, I feel like all we're going to talk about is is wide receivers because that's—I feel like that's all that there really is in this draft. Um, obviously, you know, there's there's the pass rushers up up at the top, and but at the same time, like everything I've listened to on the NFL draft is like you know, um, Hutchinson is going to be really good. Like not even Hutchinson, like he's not going to reach the levels of like a Joey or Nick Bosa. Like he's not going to be some superstar and I think that's why this draft is so boring just because there's there's no one here who's going to be a star I, that's that's going to go at the top like obviously like like we said like the receivers in this class it's so deep and for me the the real question is is it is it pick number 22 I want to know if the Packers are going to take a wide receiver or if they're going to jump the gun and take Matt Corral you think they'd make the same as <laughs> you almost got me. I was about to be like, I'm, I'm done. I'm never coming back on the podcast. Dude, that would be, <laughs> that would be hilarious. If they took like Kenny Pickett or Matt Corral at 22 and traded Jordan love. Oh man. Yeah. It's man. I, I don't get the eight notions. Like I don't, I don't know. Like, I really don't understand. Like, I think his two knocks, like, he's got kind of shorter arm. Like, his arms aren't as long as Walker. And then, like, his 40 time isn't quite as good. But, like, he ran an incredible three-cone drill. And then, like, the 10 yards, like, whatever. I can't even remember what that is. But, like, he's, like, if you look up his stuff compared to the Bosa's, like, he's just as athletic as they are, you know? I mean, I don't, like, and I I just kind of think, like, I really don't get this. Like, I think he might be just as good as him, if not better. Like, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's a tall order to be better than either one of the Bosa brothers because both of those guys are insane. My my interesting thing is um, Thibodeau out of Oregon. His like he came out like the first mock drafts. Everybody had him at number one overall, and he's just slid down people's boards. And I, it's I, not a talent I, thing though. With it's him. not. It's not a. It's not a, it's not a football thing. It's a do. It's like a, people are questioning whether he really loves football or if he wants to be, you know, other things. But like, I think you can you can have other interests and still be just as good. 
Yeah, I'm I'm with you. Yeah, and I I think that's that's really true. On top of that, who do y'all who do y'all think is going to be the first corner off the board? Is it going to be uh, Sauce Gardner or is it going to be uh, Stingley? I'm I'm being serious. I'm not like trying to be funny and make Zach pick an SEC guy over over a Cincinnati guy. Like that's not what I'm trying to do. I, I'm I, I think it's a fair question because I they, they're both like they're I think, I think they're both going to play in the NFL for a long time. I'm taking Saw. Like I think Saw. I'm I, I think Stingley like might end up being better, but I think Sauce will be go first. Um, I you, know, you, you got to be available. Like got to be available to play. Like Stingley hasn't been healthy the past two years. You know. Yeah, like, I, I also I love Gardner's length. Like he's six three. Like that is a big corner, and in a league where it seems like receivers get bigger every year, um, I I'd, I'd like to have you know just a bigger defensive back on the outside. I could see uh, I could see a team picking Stingley over like watching the film and you know looking at you know looking at his tape and and seeing. I get the the idea of Stingley, and I could see a team picking him first out of the corners just based off of like the potential like boom of him being, you know, a Derwin James type of guy. Yeah. I I think that's, yeah, I think that's fair. Um, Do I think sauce is a better prospect? Yes. Do I think that Stingley is more talented when everything is equal, like when he's healthy and he's, his mind's in it. Yeah. I think Stingley's the most talented, but do I think sauce Gardner is going to be the most consistent? Yes. Hmm. I like that take. I think that's fair. Can I can I give y'all my, my my biggest take of the draft? For sure. I think Malik Willis is not going to be that good. No, I agree. I don't. I'm not sold. And like, I get that he's dual threat. I get he can run. I get that he has a big arm. But he played at Liberty, so like, it's not like we've seen him consistently play. You know, NFL level competition. And on top of that, like, I just, I don't think That's not a knock, though. That can't be a knock. We've seen really good quarterbacks not play. I guess. We saw Carson Wentz. We saw Joe Flacco. Like, that's not really, I don't know if that's a knock. Did you just say Carson Wentz is a really good quarterback? Have I finally, finally broken through to you? He's a good quarterback. I'm saying he was, he's a, like a a (laughs) starter in the NFL. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. I, I guess. Okay. That's fair. But I, I'm just, I'm not sold. And I don't think he's super accurate. And if there's anything you want your quarterback to be in the NFL, like it's really accurate. And like I get that he has a big arm. I get that. Unless you're Tua. Yeah, yeah. Unless you're Tua, then then you don't <laughs> want him to be accurate. Golly, you're, you're gonna get me going, man. Speaking of which, I love um, I love what the uh, the GM Chris Greer said for Miami. They're like, what are you gonna do? on Thursday night, since y'all don't have a first-round pick, he was like, I'm going to go home and I'm going to watch Tyreek Hill highlights. <laughs> that's <laughs> that was, a fact. That's a great, I would, too. That's a great, that's a great response. But yeah, Malik Willis, man, I'm just, I'm not sold. I think that if anybody in this draft is going to be, like, a consistent starting quarterback, I think it's either going to be Kenny Pickett or Matt Corral. And I've, I'm probably just saying that about Corral because I've seen him play more than any of these other quarterbacks. And I, I honestly, I think he's the most talented. Honestly, like I he's, would put, I would put my money on Corral being the best quarterback from the class for sure. Yeah, he's, I think he's just as talented as as uh, as Malik Willis. I do, and I mean he's just he's he's so good. I love I love his game, but we'll see, man. I'm. It's just like I wish I wish the quarterbacks were good this year. <laughs> I really do. That'd make this way more fun to talk about. Ceiling. Who's your favorite team? 
whoever Tom Brady plays for. Really? So Bucks this year, Dolphins next year. Okay, stop it. <laughs> don't do that. I don't know, man. Hey, I will say, I, I mean, who am I supposed to root for? You know, like, I mean, it's kind of the Titans. Yeah, like, I mean, I don't know. Like, honestly, I like players a lot. I love Joe B, Joey B. Um, so I mean, I want I want the Bengals to be good. Um, he's a, I mean, are you are you gonna are you gonna be a Bengals fan with me? That's what I'm saying. I can't I I can't do that. Like I I got to troll you somehow. You know. He said he said I can't do that. That's but, hilarious. Uh, man, well, I asked that because. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I think I think dark horse quarterback. I think Desmond Ritter. I think he has a good chance to be the best one out of it. Like, I mean, I, you watch. You probably watched him more than like I never even watched him in college besides the Alabama game, but. Just the way they say, like he's processing all these defenses and stuff. Like I don't know. I think, and he's like got a big frame. He's not six foot like Malik Willis. Like he's a big guy. He's athletic. I don't know. I think they're kind of overlooking him a little bit, but um, I don't know. That's kind of he's my dark horse. I think he'll be better. I think Matt Corral. Is... Matt Sorry, Corral you, I keep interrupting you. <laughs> Matt Corral kind of gives me like the. I don't know. He may not even be like a Johnny Manziel, Baker Mayfield, but he kind of seems like seems a little bit like a tool, you know, like he does a little bit. But go ahead. Go ahead, Zach. Uh, um, You just got me fired up with Desmond Ritter because you're right, though. You look at him. Right. And this is kind of what you're saying. Like you see this this mold. You know what I'm saying? Like a guy that could turn into something really like he's just got all he's got the processing. He's got the size. He's got the athletic ability. But man. I just don't know if he has it. I don't, I don't think he's, I don't know how much more accurate you get. I mean, I think you can get more accurate. I just think he has some serious accuracy issues and I don't know how much better they can get, you know, but you're right though, man, he's talented. He has the arm. He has, you know, the physical abilities you want your quarterback to have. He has the smarts that you want your quarterback to have, but like, We've seen it before, man, these guys that, you know, on paper have all these tools but just can't quite, you know, figure it out. And I think he's in danger of being that guy. Yeah, I've everything I've read is has indicated like he's impressed teams with like what he knows in terms of like the whiteboard tests and knowing what to check to and things like that. So I think because of that, I think he'll he'll probably pop early. Like he's like early on, we're like, oh wow, like Desmond Ritter looks great. But I think over time you know, as guys like Corral and Willis, well, not Willis, because I think he's going to be a bust. But as as Corral gets reps, I think that the talent will eventually kind of, sur- because of the talent, he'll eventually surpass him. So, yeah, that's that's it. I I'm also excited about about James Cook. He kind of reminds me of Dalvin Cook, just 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 like a little bit, you know. <laughs> yes, dude. <laughs> Golly, but yeah, that's. I don't know. I like usually. It's weird for me as a Dolphins fan because usually, you know, we we were picking in like the top fifteen. Zach, you can probably relate to this as a Bengals fan. It's like, it's like we're sitting here, like okay, like we've got you know the twelfth pick this year. Oh, you know we could get this guy, but this year it's like, like we don't think we we don't pick till the second round. <laughs> it's so I'm just kind of hanging out until then. What do what okay. does the Bengals need? What is, what is the what is their need? Tight end. Um, he, I wouldn't, I don't think they're going to go for, I think they could maybe land like a Jeremy Ruckert, um, like late in the third or like something like that. But I really think they need to, they need a a corner 
I think a corner would be a good spot, uh, like maybe like uh, Andrew Booth or somebody on the offensive line. Obviously, that's the biggest concern, but they went and spent a lot of money in free agency on an offensive line. Did. I really want to see them get a, an edge rusher uh, like a Nick Benito or, a, you know, if Karloftis falls, which I don't know if he will, somebody like that that can kind of supplement Hendrickson and Hubbard and, you know, they can have a rotation where they have those guys fresh. For sure. Also, also last year, last year in the second round, they picked Joseph Osai, who is supposed to be really good. So, you know, he comes back healthy this year. He just missed the whole year with an injury. He comes back healthy. You know, you, you draft another edge and now we're looking kind of scary if those guys pan out. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm with you on that. So what do the, uh, <laughs> what do the Buccaneers need? T Lang? <laughs> I mean, Antonio Brown. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I feel like they. I don't. know. I mean, Lenny Lenny resigned, right? So like, everybody I mean, resigned. Being, I saw that they might get. A, I mean, I think they still need like an edge rusher, um, and I mean D line for sure because I don't think they're going to keep Sue and Pierre Paul and Shaq Barrett. Like I think I know Sue. I think he's not resigned. Um, but I mean, I've seen they're going to like they're talking about drafting Brees Hall. First round, the Iowa State running back. I don't good know. I, mean, I don't know fit. if like you would take him first round, but um, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I think Tom's worried about who the Dolphins are drafted for next year. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, man. You guys saw uh, all that. We got our guy, Jay Smith. Hopefully. Jay Smith. I heard on a. I was listening to some podcast. I forget what it was. It might have been. It might have been Rosillo. Um, but he had someone on there and they were like, I, I'm, I'm against, you know, first round picks, first round running backs, unless their carries are going to matter in the first four years, like take them in the first round. If their carries immediately matter. Okay. I like that. If you're, if you're a team that's competing and he's going to play, yes, it makes sense to draft a running back in the first round. But if you're not going to compete this next year, a la Saquon, like, yeah. You know, there's no that you don't want to reach and draft a running back because of all that, you know, unnecessary wear and tear in those first couple of years. But Cowboys, that's why the Bills, that's why I saw the Bills might try to get Brees Hall because, yeah, those carries matter for right sure. Away. I like that. Ooh, him to the Bills would be good. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. That's a really good point. I like that. I'm, I'm going to steal that and act like that was my own idea. Well, I stole <laughs> it from someone to do so. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm 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 excited for the draft. Honestly, I'm just gonna be, be be paying attention to where Burks goes. I hope hopefully hopefully he ends up in Kansas City or Green Bay. Um, but outside of that, like Dolphins don't have a pick. There's no top tier quarterback that I I want to see where he ends up. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, what do you uh, have y'all seen anything on Drake London? Like, have y'all ever watched him this year? Dude, he played for USC. USC wasn't relevant until. Until they hired Lincoln Riley. So, no, I didn't watch Trace Lando. Yeah, I mean, he was supposed to go, like, I thought he was first receiver coming off, and then now they're projecting him, like, maybe third receiver. Like, I don't know why he's... Yeah, they've, they've got him third on here behind uh, Williams and, and Garrett Wilson. But we'll, we'll see. I don't know. I, I Okay, here, here's my theory on wide receivers. So, like, f- for the combine stuff, I don't really pay much attention. Like, but the wide receiver position is the only one where, like, I seriously look at what is their forty, what's their vertical, what's what's all that, 
you know, I, I feel like the combine matters for wide receivers more than any other position. Is that fair? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, but you also look at DK Metcalf and like he put up crazy you know, combine he, numbers. I mean, he had the slowest three cone drill. He's he wasn't very he wasn't very good side to side, and that didn't seem to matter. Fair, but like you also see these speedy receivers all the time, and then they don't pan out. So. I'm not trying to totally ruin your take just now, but I kind of did, so I apologize for that. <laughs> yeah, I. but e- even with Metcalf, like, you could see it at the combine. Just the size, the vertical, the 40. Because, like, he's not really a side-to-side receiver. Like, he, they, they, they say, hey, go run a go, and we're going to have Russell Wilson, one of the best deep, deep ball throwers ever, drop it in over the top. We're back. The Zoom thing turned off again. Golly, I hate that. That's, that's annoying. But yeah, um, now, do, do, do the hold on, hold on. Do the listeners know that we're using two devices to record this tonight? Golly, I need to bring this up. <laughs> no, we okay. have our phone on FaceTime, and we are on Zoom for the audio because Jonathan still lives in the Stone Ages and doesn't have a camera at the studio. Okay, it's not my studio. That's my it's my excuse, and because it's not my studio, it's not my space, and I just I don't want to bring my stuff into someone else's space and then leave it here, you know. I'm, I'm I'm just trying to be courteous, man. That's that's all it is. It's that uh, it's that southern. I almost said hospitality, but that wouldn't apply here. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's those it's those southern manners, man. And, You're such a good guy, Jay Smith. You know, I I try. Um, I I had a date today, and I'm hoping that she had the same thought when I walked wow. away. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So I see you. I, I mean, hey, man. You know, I mean, I I mean, let, let's be honest here. I, I go on dates all the time. When you look like this. It's, it's not that hard. <laughs> this is great. I'm going to find out really quickly if my parents listen to this podcast or not. Because if they do, they will 100% text me and be like, you went on a date the other day? <laughs> be like, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Best of luck with that, John. Best of luck. Oh, it'll be it'll be a fun conversation. My parents will start asking me all these questions, and I'll be like, I don't know, because I legitimately don't know, because it's been one date, but, you know, it's whatever. <laughs> Golly. But, yeah, the NFL draft. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I Okay, where do y'all think – do y'all think Jamison Williams' knee injury hurts him or not? For sure. How how much though? Because like he's he's you know a top three receiver on most of the draft boards that I'm looking at. He's gonna go in the first round. I mean that's all. I mean I I think for sure goes in the first round. Probably top fifteen. Okay, for sure. Yeah, I I I'd agree with that. Uh, I think he goes for sure goes to a team that like isn't really ready to win. I mean like obviously, but like I don't think he's gonna go to like the Chiefs or anything like that. I mean or or the Packers. I don't know. I think he would go to like a team that's like kind of. This next year really doesn't matter a whole lot. Yeah, like, if he drops to the Chiefs, it's it's going to be scary. Yeah. yeah, dude. Well, that's that's the thing. I think that part of the reason why the Chiefs were so willing to park ways part ways with Hill is because they know just how deep this draft is at at the receiver spot. Like like, there's a legit chance that see where were they? I think they picked 29th. Like they could get uh, Johan Dotson out of out of Penn State at 29. Like that's he he's going to be a good he's going to be a, a good receiver in the NFL. Uh, I think there's, you know, a chance that Burks falls that far. They could also trade up if there's if there's a receiver that they absolutely love. They could definitely trade up and grab him. 
Who's your guys' number one pick? Um, man, who who do I think is going to go number one, or who would I take number who, one? Who who's the best player in the draft? Uh, Aiden Hutchinson. Man, I mean, best dude. That's t- I mean, Aiden Hutchinson, or I think it's one A one. I think Sauce Gardner's one B. Honestly, like just the way he locked up Jameson Williams, like in that Alabama game. Jameson Williams had a lot of yards, but it, every time Sauce was on, it was like locked down, like nothing. Yeah, he wouldn't get bombed. T Lang, so. do you remember? Do you remember my freshman year when you asked me who the best player in the draft was, and I told you it was Alabama's left tackle. And I think it was the year that Nick Bosa went number one overall. And you just laughed at me and made fun of me for probably not not long enough. Sounds <laughs> who, about right. <laughs> who was it? Who was the left tackle? Like, I don't even there? remember. He's he's probably still playing because I'm I'm usually right on these things. But <laughs> who do you who do you think's the best player in the draft, Zach? Garrett Wilson. Oh my gosh. So. Okay. I I, I Why like, is that oh my gosh. I would like to rescind my vote for um for Aiden Hutchinson and say Traylon Burks. <laughs> there's a there's there's a legitimate chance that Garrett Wilson is the best player in this draft. There's also a le- legitimate chance that he's not a top three receiver that comes out of this draft. I don't think that's true. I, I think he's I think he's definitely a top three receiver in this draft. I I, I think so. I think so too. But my thing is, I just think that I don't know. I I think the gap between I think part of it too is just like. I would argue that having a an edge rusher is more important than having a really good receiver, and maybe maybe that's why I I scoffed at your thing, but I don't know, man. Like like I just I I don't there's like there's a legit possibility he's not the first receiver off the board. Do you think yeah. if Jamar Chase is? I mean, there's like I don't I I think there's a question mark with Garrett Wilson. Like he's not like a Jamar Chase. Like you know he's going to be great. You know. Um, yeah. I think Garrett Wilson will be great, but um, do you think Jamar Chase would be number one? Like, when's when will a wide receiver be number one overall? Like, do you think that'll ever happen? I don't think so. There's too many. There's too many great ones now. I think. I think so. And there's so, so many receivers every year. Like, okay, so I, I watched a video earlier today, and I think last year, 18 wide receivers were picked in the first hundred picks. The year before last, 19 receivers were picked in the first hundred picks. And so it's one of those things where, like, part of the reason why quarterbacks go, you know, one, two, and three is because there just aren't that many great quarterbacks usually in a draft. I think it's the same thing with edge, rush, edge rushers and offensive tackles. The reason why they go so high isn't maybe because of how great they are. It's because of how few there are in the draft. That's and, a fact. That's what I was about to say. And so that's, yeah, that, that's why I don't think receiver will, will ever go number one. Even though I do think that the trend of them going in the top 10, top 15 – Definitely stays for a long time. I think the continued trend of running backs going later, I think that that stays. Um, yeah, we haven't talked about the running backs at all. Are, are there any that y'all like? I know we're, we're trying to wrap it up, so. Just Brees. Just who? I just like Brees a lot. Okay. Yeah, I, I like Brees. Um, I, I'm I'm excited to see what uh, what Kenneth Walker does. I think he'll be good. Um. That's really I think it. he. I think he. I think he finds the. I don't think he's going to be like a, a top ten back in the league, but I think he'll be solid. I just don't see that. I don't see that um, high ceiling for him. I think he'll be productive, but I don't think he's going to be, you know, able to to make the impact. I think Brees Hall is going to be able to to be dynamic in the pass game. 
you know, I think he's a guy that you can just give the ball to and, and have him make a play. I just, I feel like you just have to set up Walker a little bit more. Like it, it's, he's not just going to be a guy you can give the ball to and, and win the game. Fair. And even though I, that's, that's the way it is for a lot of running backs. I think like it's like I fit for running backs. I think matters more than just about any other position. I mean, but yeah. So you you guys have any other any other hot takes for the NFL draft? The most boring one that we've had in a long time. Traylon Burks bust. Okay, all right, man. I I, I do hope the Bengals, uh, if they if possible, they could trade all their picks and get an indoor practice facility. That would be nice. <laughs> okay, right out of left field, huh? <laughs> oh, that was oh, out of boy. That was they're awesome. actually they're actually they they had a they've had a couple meetings. I think we're getting one finally, so we don't have to practice under the highway. Nice, <laughs> <laughs> bro. That's like some like three A school out of the middle of nowhere kind of stuff. Where it's like we're gonna practice underneath the highway. That's hilarious. We just have heart. It's okay. We're just we're just tougher than you guys. Hey man, I, I mean when you play in when you play in South Beach, you don't really need an indoor because it didn't really rain down there. Just gets really hot. <laughs> Golly! So it is. It's halftime of of the Bulls and Bucks game. Um, do you guys want to take a stab at what the score is? A lot to a little. Yes. I bet the Bucks are up fifteen. That's close. I bet they're up eighteen. <laughs> okay, man. All right. <laughs> The 15 was definitely a game. I, I just yeah. looked it up. 15 60 to 42. They're putting it on them. Oh, man. I, okay, last thing for real. I, I feel so bad for my neighbors just because I haven't had to work these past couple nights, so I've actually been able to, like, sit down and watch and not, like, watch it, like, a later time. And so I'm able to, like, actually be the obnoxious fan I want to be while I'm watching by myself. And so, like, when Luca hit, like, the back-to-back step-back threes to put us up by 28, I was just having the time of my life. And my next-door neighbor— your boxers running around the apartment? Pretty much. Um, my next-door neighbor banged on the wall. Oh. I was, being, I was being a little loud. And then today, you know, I've, I've gotten into, into European soccer m- more than a little bit. And um, Liverpool, the Reds, the, the real Reds, Zach Gray— Ooh, they won. They they won the first leg of the the Champions League semifinal today, and I was when when Mo Salah put put one in the upper right hand corner. Let's just say I, I was a menace there for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, sports man, they're fun. Yeah, I we, love we, this, guys. I love you too. I think you guys are one of the best people I know on earth, and I love that we got a chance to do this. We're gonna have to do it again. At some oh, point, yeah. especially, you know, I, I've noticed Zach. I feel like T Lang's been quiet and he hasn't wanted to voice his takes on purpose because he knows we're going to do this again and he doesn't no, want think, us to pull up the receipts. I I think both of y'all are very, like, y'all both have a very great, like, I don't have to say much. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all, like, you know, like, it's almost <laughs> easier for me to ask questions, like, what I'm thinking and, like, that's fair. You know, like, y'all are both very, like, yeah, one of y'all's gonna have a bad take every time, you know. So like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're just kind of letting us dig our own our own yeah. grave. He's actually yeah. he's he's got a notepad. He's just like writing everything down. <laughs> <laughs> no, this was like, great, man. I, I loved it, man. And uh, 
I love getting getting back and uh, getting to talk to you guys again. It was great. Sure, great to sure. catch up. Uh, uh, shout outs and closeouts. And anybody I want to shout out before we wrap it up for real? Shout out. Um, shout out Ohio State football. Uh, close out Arkansas football and basketball and baseball okay. <laughs> and close out Arkansas hitting with runners in scoring position. Seriously. You, you don't have to close that out. That's already happened. <laughs> uh, shout out the Reddies. Probably going to finish second in the conference. Highest yeah. they've ever, you know, me and uh, ZG's last year at Henderson, you know, we had a chance to finish first and uh, <laughs> blew it the last two. Choked it off. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Tough. Yeah, hate to see it. Yeah, shout out the Reddies. Um, uh, shout out, shout out, Coach Hooten and Zach Lund, my fellow Dallas Maverick fans. Oh yeah, and and shout I'll, out uh, T Lang. I was texting Hoots about the Mavericks the other day, and let's just say our man does not like Jalen Brunson. What? Really? No, he thinks he's. He said he's the most overrated player in Dallas Fort Worth area in the last ten years. Oh my gosh. So, I got to yeah. text Coach Hooten now. Like, Coach, oh come on God. now. That's preposterous. He's such, he's such a hater of his own team. Like, when it comes to the Cowboys and the Mavs, like, he's, he's, Dennis he's Smith, a hater. With Dennis Smith Jr. definitely holds that title. Like, I, I get on Mavs Twitter, and there's still people vouching, like, to bring him back. <laughs> <laughs> like, hilarious. come on, guys. <laughs> the ship has sailed, okay? And let's get over the fact that Rick Carlisle actually wanted to draft Donovan Mitchell in that spot and not Dennis Smith Jr., Golly. Yes. The, the things that haunt us. <laughs> and then uh, sh- shout out to my parents who probably aren't going to call me anyway. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I'll call you, John. I'll call you, John. <laughs> Sounds good. Oh, my gosh. Golly. I'm just kidding. I, I love my mom. Love my dad. Golly. <laughs> all right that's that's gonna do it here at shooting the schmidt thank you guys so much for listening thank you again uh zg thank you again t lang for for taking the the like two hours <laughs> that it took for us to do this uh i, re- I really appreciate it <laughs> golly all right yeah, we love you dude yeah that was great john thank you hey, for sure like uh, like zach said like uh, we're, we're seriously gonna have to do this again like because it's it's a great time so oh, yeah. shout out sam Pittman. That's right. Nice close, close out Sam Pittman. <laughs> close out Dorian Finney-Smith, because that's what he does better than any other defender in the NBA. Oh, he closes out it. the three-point shooters, okay? <laughs> Golly. All right. That's, that's seriously going to do it here at Shooting the Schmidt. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'll be back again either on Friday or on Monday with another take for you guys. <laughs> <laughs>